This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Well, God's up to some good things. Let's bow our heads and ask the Lord to prepare our hearts for the Word today. Father, thank you for this day, and thank you for your presence. God, I believe you brought us here to speak to us today. And and Father, I ask you that you're going to help us to honor you with our heart, our soul, and all of our might. God, you've sent this into this new study as a church, Father, to help us to grow. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. and amen. You know, when I I started preaching, you didn't preach series. You preached revival meetings. You didn't preach series per se. You got a message and you preached it and you expected everybody just to get it. If I preach it to you on Sunday, you better be living it by Monday. Come on now. That's just the way it felt. And so somebody would be struggling with something, and I would be like, but I told you Sunday how to fix that. And they were struggling still, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And then, you know what, I've realized something. I don't put as much faith in my sermons now as I used to put in my sermons. What I mean by that is I know I'm preaching God's Word to you, and I know I'm obeying God, but I, I, I know the Word will affect you, but but. I realize I may not say it as effectively enough, so when we go into a series, I'm taking you on a journey to try to get something inside of you, okay? And so as a church, look what God's been doing. We started the summer off with the I Am series. Help me. Let's see if this got inside of Ready? What is it? I am his child. I am loved by God, and I am pleasing to God. Anybody else ever needed that on a bad day? Come on. Amen. So we, that, we got that into us. And we just moved to the next series, which f- finished last week, which was called Altars. Because it's at the altars of our lives that our lives are altered. Very good. And so I realized that, you know what, sometimes we need more time on something. So today, we're coming back around to the beginning of a series, and we're calling this series Every Word. Okay? Every word. And we're going to spend some time here. And just because maybe I don't get as animated as I do a lot of Sundays today, don't don't belittle this message. God's going to speak to somebody today. Every word. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, so that's the beginning of your Bible, Deuteros Animos, the second time through the law. There uh, we have Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 3, reads like this says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna. So God was working in your life. How many of you are thankful for a God who's always working in your life? Amen? He wants us to be our highest and best form of who we can be. He fed you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people, listen to this, you're going to recognize this, do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Okay? Anybody recognize that phrase? Man does not live by bread alone, 
That's where it comes from in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 4, when we read that Jesus responds, but Jesus told him, speaking to Satan, okay, Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every, he's quoting Deuteronomy 8, 3, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we're going to, we're going to come back to that in just a moment, but it's all about the hearing. Okay. Is there anybody in here who, who, who has perfect pitch? Anybody, if I say sing a uh, F sharp, you can sing an F sharp for me, anybody? All right. Listen, some of you, how many of you at least have pitch? All right, some of you, very good. Can I tell you that I can sing in a key, but only after I hear that key? Okay? Because as a young evangelist, I'd go to churches and they'd say, sing a song, Pastor, and I'd sing a song. Or evangelist, they didn't call me pastor, they'd sing a song. So I'd sing a song. And they would say, well, I don't know that one you're going to sing, so why don't you just start it and I'll find you. And I don't know how many times they came up to me afterwards and said, what key were you in? They said, I couldn't find the key you were in. And I said, I was in the key of Don. Because I can't just hear a key. Somebody says, sing a C. I can't just sing that. But if I hear it, I can align up with it, but I don't hear it, okay? Now, this is really important. They actually did a study with, with opera singers, and there was a problem that was happening as an opera singer sang longer. Actually, the, the, the problem was that it wasn't so much that they wore their voices out. It's that when you, when you sing in true operatic style, the, the sound inside of your head is actually equal to about that of a jet engine. And so as they were doing this, this they began to realize that as an opera singer progressed, any opera singers in here? Any choir opera singers? I mean, a shower opera singers in here? Come on, amen. All right. But watch this. That it got so loud that certain notes became so offensive to the senses that people literally became deaf to that note. So these famous opera singers would have to retire because they could no longer hit the note. But here was the thing that really caught their attention. They couldn't hit the note but they could hit a note above it. And they could hit the one right below it. But they couldn't hit that note. Why? Because something about them had caused them not to be able to hear that note any longer, okay? And, and I think this is very, very important because, listen, listen to me, if you can't hear a note, you can't sing that note. All right, some of you are going, so, so you can all sing, it's just whether or not you're on key or not. Come on, Amen. But listen to me, this is important. Why? Because unless you can hear it, you can't produce it. You see, the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. Now, some of you didn't feel in the spirit what I just felt when I said that to you. Because if you can't hear it, you can't live it. If you can't hear that 
word of the Lord. If you can't hear that teaching of God, if you can't, you can't, see a lot of people are frustrated because they're, pro, they're trying to produce righteousness in their lives, but they, they don't, it's not working out righteously and they're frustrated. It's because they, they're trying to produce righteousness from an unrighteous place. But we have to hear the word of the Lord. Because unless a man hears it, he can't believe it. And if he can't hear it and can't believe it, he can't produce the effects of it in his life. This is truth I'm giving you. Because the voice can only reproduce. It's called the tomosity effect. The tomosity effect. It means if you can't hear it, you can't sing it. You you can't produce it. You can't. You you know. It's sort of like when a, when a, when someone that suffered uh, with, with hearing loss or or deaf learns to speak. Their words are not the same structure words because they can't they can't hear it. Thus, they cannot verbalize it that way. Unless you have clear hearing. You can't produce these sounds. You can't just mimic some things in your life. You, you, you might get close, but everybody will know something's off. It's called a silent truth right there. Did you hear the silent truth? about You, you might be able to fake some people out, but, but if people really know, it's sort of like Paul and I'll be listening to something and I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking for how it's affecting the crowd to move in the presence of God. And he's over there about to pull his hair out of his head because he's like, it's off key. He hears what I don't hear, and he can thus produce what I can't produce. Pastor Don, why are you taking us through this? We're getting somewhere. Stay with me. You see, how many of you would agree with me all of us have problems? Let me just make it real plain. No matter how how perfect you, you think somebody else's life is, everybody has problems. Everybody struggles. And we all want to find the solution to our problems. Now, this new series is called Every Word, and where it picks up is an interesting point in the life of Christ, okay? Jesus has been led into the wilderness, listen to me carefully, to be tempted of the enemy, and during this time, he's on a 40-day fast. Now, two series ago, we picked up in the start of this study with him getting baptized and those I am declarations over him. And now he's gone out and sought God in the, this, this giant altar of a wilderness and, and he's been tempted of the enemy and he's on a 40 day fast during this period of time. I don't know how many of you have went on extended fast in your life, but if you've ever gone on an extended fast, you will understand what I'm about to say. There are some days that it is grueling. Some of you are going any day on a fast is grueling. But there are some days when you, it's like you catch your second wind and you can just run with it. You're just, you can just move forward with it. You, you're, you're like, man, I, I'm good, I'm good. And for days, you just won't even be hungry at all. But during that time, I, I think it's interesting, during that time, if, before you hit a brick wall or even after you hit a brick wall, sometimes I've found, can I just tell you, if you're on an extended fast, it is cheating on your fast if you watch the cooking channel. Come on now. You're, you're trying not to eat and you're, you're watching diners drive-ins and dives. Come on, amen. You're going, if I just had time, if I wasn't on a fast. But, but you, you want food even if you're going through a good period of time during the fast. But here's what will happen. A lot of times you will dream about food. It is not uncommon on an extended fast to wake up biting on your blanket. 
I read one pastor, he said he, he woke up and was eating his pillow, dreaming it was a pizza. Come on now, amen. Why? Listen to me carefully. Because your subconscious is trying to get through to you what it can't get through to you in the conscious state. So when you're in that weakened state, your body just wants food, everything's screaming at you about food, that's the place we find Jesus at. Everything's screaming at him about food. I guarantee you the enemy waited till a day that he seemed weary about this, and the enemy shows up and he says, well, listen, you can command these stones to be turned into bread. You, you, you can eat. Come on. If anybody can do this, you can do this, and all you have to do is you can command this, and, and actually it's reference to a, a point in Scripture where, where bread uh, was created out in the wilderness, and he's like, you can do that right here right now you can do it here and all of a sudden jesus responds to him and he says to him during the middle of this struggle during the middle of this thing he says man shall not live by bread alone he quotes the word of the lord he quotes the command of god he quotes this during this temptation he says listen man shall not live by bread alone but every word that comes from the mouth of god see jesus was not just uh, showing uh, the enemy that he knew the word of god what he was doing was overcoming by what god's word had said to him and he was laying a path down listen this is where we're going here he was laying a path down that would show us how to walk into victory because essentially let me bring man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god up into today's language essentially here's what jesus says no I don't need what you think I need. What I need is to hear from God. Let me say that again. I don't need the easy answer. What I need is the word of God that I can hold on to. Now, I'm trying to behave because I told you I was going to teach today. But I feel what I'm saying to you inside of my heart, that what you need is to stop looking for the easy answers and get a hold of the word of the Lord. Get a hold of God for yourself. Get a hold. Get a word from God because the word of God is what you can walk on in the middle of your storm. It's what will be your light through the darkness. You see, the easy fix for Jesus was to have something to eat, but the easy answer wasn't the right answer. Listen to me carefully. Is it possible that what we perceive as problems in our lives, problems in our bodies, problems in our spiritual life might actually not need the simple answers we think they need? I mean, we say, if I could just feel better, or if I could just be in better shape, I could make it. We say, this is my favorite one of these. If they would just do what I want them to do. Do you know if you make that statement, you are probably in the wrong place? If they would just line up, if they would just do better, then everything would be better. Here's one. If everybody would just leave me alone. You're not supposed to agree with that statement. You see, that's the easy answer, right? If everybody just leave me alone, I'll fix this. Get out of my way, I'll fix it. Leave me alone. But is it possible that instead of the easy answer we're looking for, listen to me carefully, what we really need is to hear the voice of God. So here's what the question I have for you. Instead of the problems you think you have, is your real problem, are you suffering from hearing problems? Are you suffering from hearing problems? 
Is it the fact that we can't hear God's voice that causes us to live a life off-key? That nothing's going right because we're not listening to what God is saying to us? Because I want you to get this, learning how to hear God's voice is the answer to the majority of our problems. Learning how to actually listen to what God says to us is the, is the main step forward into moving out of where you are into what God has called you to. Because if your life is off key, maybe it's because you can't hear the right voices above all, or the right voice above all the other voices that are speaking into your life. If you can only hear the negative talk that is there, what you need to do is tune your voice or tune your ears into a, the voice that tells you, I created you for a hope and a future. But maybe all you can see is what's wrong with you because that's all that you've ever heard is what's wrong with you and how flawed you are and how imperfect you are, much less you could never believe anything else, but you've been listening to the wrong voices long enough. And the problem really might be that your problem's not what you thought your problem was, but the reality is you've got a hearing problem. We must learn to silence the wrong voices, to stop looking for the easy out because eventually they will defeat us. We must learn to hear the Lord's voice in our lives because the harmony of hope is found in hearing God's voice. When you know that you know that you're doing what God told you to do, there's a confidence that comes in your life. There's a strength that comes in your life. There's a peace and a joy that will come into who you are. Now I know when I talk, when I'm preaching a series on hearing from God and learning to hear every word that God has to say in your life, I know exactly what's going to happen. People are going to come up to me and people are going to say, but I can't hear God. Okay, I get that. But listen to me carefully. That is why you need to prioritize every single time you can during this series to be here because I, once again, do not feel like I can solve this issue in one service. God can solve it in a moment, but I believe that God's taking us onto a journey into the Word that's going to help you learn to hear the voice of God in your life. But you need to be here for it. Pastor Don, you're just plugging your series. No, I'm pastoring you. Because here's what you need to know. Some of you go, but, but I can't hear from God. Listen to me carefully. Here's the biggest problem. You ready for the biggest obstacle? Are you ready? Put it on the screen. If you aren't willing to listen to everything God has to say, you eventually won't hear anything he has to say. If I didn't have a headset mic on, I would have been like, mic drop. Come on now. That is the moment right there. That's the problem that most of us struggle with. We need to hear the comforting voice of God, but we don't want to listen to the convicting voice of God. But if you won't listen to everything he has to say, before long you won't be able to hear anything he has to say. You won't be able to hear what God is saying because you will be listening to the wrong voices of your lives. And God's trying to speak clearly to you. God's trying to speak truth into you. If you want to hear that comforting voice, start tuning into everything He says. And it's often what we want to hear least that we need to hear most. We want to hear, just tell me how to make where I want to be better. But the reality is God says, no, 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 no. we got to do the right thing first. 
Do you know what I found? Most of the time we're so focused on how others are wrong that we don't realize that they're not only wrong, we're wrong also. God's wanting to work in both of us and make us right. I think that part of the problem is it's not that you are certain that you can't hear the voice of God because I think we've all heard God's voice at some time or another. Some of you go, nope, not me. No, I think we probably have. You see, those moments that we felt like we were supposed to do the right thing or maybe the God thing, and we didn't do them. Anybody ever been there where God says to you something like this? You, you feel it, just give that to this person. And you're like, that's mine. I'm not giving that away. I'll never forget. I had this coat, leather coat, that, that I probably should have stopped wearing like 45 pounds ago. But it was, per- I got that coat in high school. It was perfect. I mean, I'm talking 80s bomber jacket. Come on now, man. It was, you didn't, it was a wonderful coat. And I wore it so long, I wore holes. I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a way too expensive, way too nice coat, but I wore holes in it. And Pastor Michael actually snuck it out one Christmas and had all the holes repaired. And my, my comfy coat was back to looking good. And we went to Atlanta for a blanket giveaway. But I was so excited. We we're giving away thousands of blankets. Let's go. So we were down here loving all these homeless people. And, and, and I'll never forget, we came up to this one. It was one of those metal buildings like uh, they sell at Walmart, the little outbuildings. And we came up to this one metal building, and there was a family, a, a man and his wife living in this little metal building, and we come up to this little metal building, and, and so <clears throat> I, I give them their blankets, and we, we God bless you, and, and, and he literally turns to his wife and says, here, honey, uh, put this blanket in the side of our building, and he takes the rest of them, and he's walking away, and I'm like, where are you going? What are you? I mean, I'm thinking, are you going to sell those blankets? What are you going to do with those? So I just say, hey, man, where are you going? He said, oh, Pastor, thank you for the blankets. He said, but we are so blessed. He said, we are so blessed because we've got the building. But my friend is under the bridge. And he doesn't have anything. He needs the blankets more. And as that man took another step, I heard God's voice. <laughs> said, give him. This is, God didn't say the number, but I like, give him your $1,000 jacket. You know what I'm saying? That's what I heard in my head, but it wasn't God saying, just give him your jacket. I said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Come on now. That is not God. <laughs> Down here trying to do good, pass out blankets. How I many you know what I'm talking about? And I got sick to my stomach. See, that's, that's kind of where I told you the whole story because I got sick to my stomach because I knew that God was talking to me. It wasn't audibly, it was, it was internally. I knew God was speaking. And so when you, when you hear the voice that tells you to do the right thing, even when you have the right to do something else, but you do the right thing, even if they did you wrong and you have the right to do something else, but you do the right thing and you don't, you get that sick feeling. And so I, I called him back and, 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 and I took that coat off and I, I said, here, man. And just gave it to him. I don't know. I've never seen him again. And I don't know if he gave it to somebody else. I don't care. All I knew was that God of heaven wanted him to have something and loved me enough to speak to my heart. 
You see, I think you've probably heard the voice of God if you know it or not, because maybe it wasn't a good thing. Maybe you were about to do the wrong thing, and all of a sudden you heard your mama's voice. Sometimes God speaks through mama's voices. Or you heard your heavenly Father's voice through His Word that said, don't do that. You see what I'm saying here? It's that God wants to speak to you, and most people will say to me, Pastor, I, I don't know how to hear from God. Well, the reality is that if you make, like we've been talking about altars, if you'll make a place to meet with God, uh, God will be waiting in that space to meet with you. And He's going to talk to you. Somebody said, what language does God speak? Can I tell you that God speaks to me in Southern English? God has a good Southern accent. And you go, well, He doesn't when He speaks to me. Somebody he may speak to you in King James sounding. That's okay. But he speaks to me because here's the thing. God speaks to you in a language you can understand. And in a voice that brings comfort to your soul. Some of you are going, Pastor, I want God to do something in my life, but I just don't know how. And see, what we're doing here in this series is, is oh, you're going, Pastor Don, where's this normal message that, that moves me here? I'm really, really trying to bring you somewhere today. I'm trying to get you ready for a journey. And, and here's where we are, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a scripture with you, and then, then, I, then we're going we're to close. But listen to me carefully. All right. We have learned who we are. We built an altar. Now we're going to go wait there until we hear it from God's voice. God, I want... I don't want to do all the talking, God. I want to hear your voice. Okay? So, Pastor Don, how will I hear God's voice? Well, there's, there's a scripture that's 1 Samuel in chapter 3, verse number 1. It reads like this. I'm, so meanwhile, the, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. And now, in those days, listen to this carefully, messages from the Lord were very rare. Nobody heard from God. And visions were quite uncommon. But one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And suddenly the Lord calls out, and I don't know why I have to do this, but when I, when I, when I speak from God's perspective, I have to lower my voice and say, Samuel. <laughs> yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up, and he ran to Eli and said, here I am. Did you call me? And Eli responded, I didn't call you, Eli replied, but go back to bed. So he did, and then the Lord called out again, Samuel. And again, Samuel got up, and, and he went to Eli, and he said, here I am, did you call me? And he said, I didn't call you, my son. And, and he said, Eli said, go back to bed, like stop bothering me, kid. Samuel did not yet know the voice of the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli, and he said, here I am, what do you want? Did you call me? And then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, watch this, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Listen to me carefully. God wants to change your life. 
God wants to change your world. God wants to do something amazing inside of who you are. But you've got to become determined that if God speaks to you in such a way that brings a conviction power, that you don't tune his voice out. Step into that and embrace what God's saying to you. If God, if you're needing comfort, then God will bring you comfort. If you're needing conviction, God will bring you conviction. If you're needing guidance, God will bring you guidance. If you need a, a reproof, God will bring you reproof. God wants to speak to you right where you are. And you're going, but Pastor Don, I don't know how to hear God. There's too many voices. I'm trying to tell you, step one, get to your altar and say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here I am. I want to hear from you. Speak to me. I'm tired of hearing everybody else's stories. I'm just going to give you this story in closing. I don't even know why I'm telling this story today. It's still in a very confusing state. Sometimes you're not going to understand what you hear. I was praying about a need that one of our campuses have, and literally the Lord, I was just praying about it, and I was doing something else, and I was actually, I think somebody had tagged me on social media, and I went to check the tag, and there was somebody else that was tagged there too, and I don't know this person, and I just felt like I needed to look at their page, and it was this a guy about my age, and 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 I I just I open this this page, and as I open this page, I, I'm like, I, you know, okay, we've got this friend and this friend in common, but Lord, what am I doing? Why am I looking at this? And and, and I just I I've been thinking about what I need God to do, and 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 I, what is this about? See, it wasn't God didn't say, open your Facebook and go find this person's name. <laughs> it was more like, look at that. I was like, look at that. And so I, I clicked on it and I eventually sent them a friend request because I thought that was the thing I needed to do. And they responded and, the, and they immediately responded like, is, it, is, this, is, is this the pastor that I, that I listened to preach? And I was like, yeah. And he said, uh, and just literally spilled his guts about the pain in his life. Just, just vomited all this pain out onto the, the messenger. And I was able to minister to him just briefly. And then I just felt, I was like, Lord, I, okay, God, obviously that's what you wanted. This guy needed somebody to listen. And, and, and then the craziest thing, listen to this. And, and I was like, Lord, I don't have time. It's going to be weeks before I can meet somebody for coffee. Tell him you'll meet him for coffee. I was like, I don't even know this joker, God. Watch this now. And I, I thought he lived like, you know, South Atlanta. And I was needing something in North Georgia. And I, I said, hey, um, you want to meet for coffee? And he's like, well, listen, he's like, well, I'll be at my office. And he tells me where it is. And it's about five minutes from where I need somebody. And I went, you're meeting my need. Well, I'm trying to meet his need simply because you said you two need to talk. It wasn't a lightning strike, and thus says the Lord, and his name didn't write across the clouds of the sky. But it's learning to hear from God. I mean, God told, tells you to be quiet instead of saying what you know you shouldn't. And God tells you to love when you really want to hate. When God tells you to wait when you're ready to go. And when you learn to hear from God, the thing you need might be just five minutes away. Stand with me today. That's
What's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now? To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.